Just a quick reminder before we get into today's show, you can call or text us at 570-POD-WAD-1. That's 570-763-9231 with your ideas for icebreakers, topics, or just general feedback. We'll probably use it in the show, and you'll save us some creative energy, which we greatly appreciate. Find out everything about the show at yallheard.me. Now, on to the episode. Y'all heard? Hey, everybody. Hey everybody. Y'all heard. A package from me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are yet again not related. You get off so easy every week. Talking to me or the listener? You. Well, you should have declared that that would be your part, and my part would be that dumb thing, but you didn't. This is a podcast where two friends rub the spice of comedy on a beefy slab of topics that we've discovered while living our lives. After some slow cooking, we lay out the feast for you, the listeners. And may your stomachs and your minds be full. Let's kill this in the new year. But we're meeting in 2023. We still have a year of you doing that and me wanting to kill you. Are you drinking wine? Fuck, no, I want to drink wine. Now I want to be drunk in a gutter. <laughs> that took no effort. Uh, okay. I took um, a sip of blueberry table wine. And Marissa's <laughs> like, I need to throw my life away. <laughs> I want to so bad. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, how are you? Um, in a in a fun twist of events, I got to work from home on Martin Luther King Day, so I had oh. to work, but I also got to stay home. <laughs> All right. I know I was uh, complaining I mean, in previous episodes about not being able to get the day off, so I kind of got the day off. Did only you get the day off? Um, so that's problematic if only you did. <laughs> well, my department all okay. stayed home. The only but your the school department. was still open. Yes. They were on a, a two-hour yeah. delay, so I was like, why don't we just stay home? For snow or for Martin Luther King? For Martin Luther King, yeah. We took a, a two-hour two delay. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying. No, because it was snowy and icy and shitty. Wait, but students weren't even there to begin with. If you have a two-hour delay and there's no students, why do you even bother? Why do I even bother, Marissa? Everyone keeps saying, like, ooh, it's the great resignation. When is it my turn, Pete? When is it your turn? Yeah. Yeah, what are people doing when they resign? I don't know. Because if you quit, <laughs> don't you knock on unemployment? Huh. Don't you like an unemployment where you're fired? <laughs> See, I would think you should be penalized if you're fired. <laughs> uh, but you're right. It makes sense that you can't. Not like a really bad reason? I don't know. Guys, if you know about unemployment, close to five seven zero pod wad one. Marissa and I want to be downsized. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to work anymore because I hate everyone. And I condescendingly told someone I didn't mean to be condescending in a meeting today, and I just I hate everyone. Be I'm sorry. Just tell me who you are. Oh, how you are is. We're off for King Day. Yeah, I wanted to let everybody know that that happened. You know, um, okay. otherwise I've been kind of like very solitary. I was thinking while I was eating dinner tonight. You know how everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people who voted for Trump, they were like, "I feel like this country is changing," 
and I want it the way it was. I've been having like, not the country, but I've been having like a similar kind of feeling where I'm like, things are changing around me too quickly. Like what's changing? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you need a time <laughs> in your life. There's been a couple of things at work where like, uh, just very quickly and easily something yeah. gets like taken away and it's yeah. like, Oh, did you want that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we want that. Like we didn't even think about you guys. It's like that's worse, dude. <laughs> Everyone's terrible. Actually, now I totally get what you mean. Like, without outing my job, I'm now the backup to the social media person. I think I was told, <laughs> and that's not an acceptable. Do case. you have a backup? There's a backup to the oh to my blogging. No, kind of. This is boring. Let is me it know. social media person? <laughs> yes. No. I'm everybody. Marissa, we would like you to write even less. We'd like to put you on social media. I'm actually the backup to everyone in my whole department. So God forbid multiple people are out at the same time. I will call out. Well. Because fuck everyone. Let's stop talking about work because I'm going to be talking about work for today's topic. Disgusting. Okay. I'm not even going to tell you how I am. Can we just go to an icebreaker? Absolutely. Okay. I want you to know, Marissa, every time we start the show, if you don't want to talk about how we are, I'm game. Okay, okay. <laughs> Guys, I will just say this. My mother, brother, and grandma have COVID. Definitely started by my brother. Am I glad I didn't start it? Yeah. Do feel bad for my brother. Also, they're okay. Good. Anyway. Um, hashtag COVID is not a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start that hashtag. I was in CVS picking a prescription today and there was a young person who was getting their, uh, their vaccine. Yeah. And a uh, person was like, the, the person who was getting it was like, I'm here for a vaccine. And the lady behind the counter is like, what, what which one? And she's like, COVID? <laughs> Oh. And the lady goes, is this your first one or your second one? And she goes, my first one? And everybody turned and looked at her. Oh, she, yeah, whoa. <laughs> that poor person. I mean, yeah. you know what? I say that poor person because they're finally doing it. Mm -hmm. Should they have done it already? Yeah. But at least they are doing it. Right. Whoa. I was like, why the fuck is she whispering? That makes sense. <laughs> Um, yeah, guys, if you ever doubt it, just know that my 90-year-old grandma has it, but she's doing better because she's boosted. Also, my immunocompromised mother and brother are not doing great, but they're doing better because they're boosted. <laughs> Hashtag COVID is not a hoax. Okay, <laughs> time for an icebreaker. Icebreaker. Part of me feels like I might have done this before. If so, I can change it. I have a backup that's related. If so... This show is over, Marissa. <laughs> Did I already ask you what food you've seen in a fictional like cartoon universe that you always wanted to eat really bad? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I'm gonna say um, this is this is strange, <laughs> but whatever they were eating in Hook, weren't they eating nothing? Well, it looked like nothing until it looked like something. I don't remember. I just remember them pretending to eat. And somebody got hit in the face with something that looked like rainbow sherbet, but it wasn't rainbow sherbet. How do you know? 
Because you could just, like, it didn't have a sherbet consistency. It was rainbow. It looked like rainbow pudding. Would you like to eat? Oh, did you ever have those tricks yogurt? No. That sounds like rainbow pudding. Oh, no. No, I'm confident, too, that I would not like whatever it is. (laughs) But you want to eat it, too? Yeah, because ever since I was a kid and I saw that, I was like, I wonder what that tastes like. I'm, you know, as a person who associates flavors with colors <laughs> when i see something yeah. that's multicolored i wonder what must that taste like i just googled what did they eat and cook not in cook and hook and this is a recipe and i don't know what the fuck it's based off of but it says hook imagination pie recipe and it's a pie that looks like a bunch of play-doh is it? yeah that sounds right it looks like a like whipped things let me see what's in this Butter, flour, milk. It just seems like a weird colored creamy pie. Ew. Looks like Play Doh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that. my name all over it. Weird day. colored creamy cr- pie. <laughs> okay. What kind of crust are we talking about? Uh. Oh, wait. That wasn't. Oh, wow. That is from the movie. That looks exactly like the movie. It just looks like a bunch of weird pies. Um. Looks like your standard pie crust. Boo. Yeah, I know. Um, what was I going to say? I oh. only say boo because it sounds like that would lend itself well to a, an Oreo pie crust. No, it wouldn't. If you're fruity flavors, you can't have Oreo with that. Is it fruity? Let me you go. didn't list any fruits. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would actually, imagination. What What do you think blue and green taste like? Well, if, if it's just some cream amalgamation, are they just color? Is it just food coloring? Give me a second. I think I, I don't know if I was looking at the ingredients for the crust or the pie filling. Okay, filling, sugar, yolks, coconut. Oh, yeah. It's a bunch of food coloring. Just seems like a cream pie. Okay, fine. Yeah, I guess I'd eat that. How about um, you, Marissa? I always thought, based on Heathcliff, that you fish eat fish fucking, bones. No, I wanted to eat fish down to the bones. Did he even eat the bones? Didn't he eat the fish and leave the bone? He ate bones. I don't know. <laughs> I thought I did that thing where he puts the whole fish in his mouth and takes the bones out okay. in one go. Anyway, uh, I notoriously hate fish. I was gonna say I didn't know you were a fish person. <laughs> no, I will eat. Sometimes Just like you didn't know I was a cream pie guy, yeah. <laughs> which is gross. <laughs> I will eat some kinds of sushi, and I will eat fried fish. If you give me fish in any other form, I will literally, I will get nauseous. Fish, fish makes me nauseous. So that was a big letdown. Nauseous. And um, I would say, while I do like lasagna, it looked better in Garfield, and in Garfield, it looked like lasagna was separated into little rolls. Like, do you remember what Garfield yeah. lasagna looks like? Yeah, and then, like, when it's not, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't say that every time I'm served lasagna. <laughs> oh, I wonder if there's a recipe for, like, Garfield-style lasagna. Garfield lasagna recipe. Let's see. No, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can't wait to see you segue to your topic. Marissa, um, Garfield was notoriously against the Monday. hustle. Oh. Right? Oh. But, like, you're always hustling, right, Marissa? 
You're always you, grinding. You're always <laughs> moving and shaking. You're climbing the ladder. You're going for it. Yeah, I notoriously notor- I, uh, coincidentally had a conversation with my parents two times this week saying, where they said, that's why you should try to get a promotion. And I said, I never want to fucking manage anyone. <laughs> Sometimes that go, go, go culture of the world can make you feel a little left out. Sometimes you go like, am I not ambitious? Do I not try hard enough? Boy, and Marissa. And the answer to that is yes. Questions and like okay. these make me tired. So let's talk about nap culture. <laughs> okay. When I was in work from home mode during the lockdown, I would start my day at 7 or 7.30. Okay. And sort of fade away at 2-ish. That's an adorable home, way to say that. <laughs> since I was home, I would climb onto the couch and take a nap. And at 3, 3.30, I would wake up and continue working revitalized. I also found that a lot of people... No, what, what happened if someone needed you in that time? I found that a lot of people like to send me things to do in the afternoon, not in the morning. So this sounds bad, but helpful for me. When I woke up from a nap, I had a list of things to do. And this worked for me because I could prioritize and attack that list. But when I'm in the office working on one thing, and then another email comes in, and then another email comes in, and then another one, I start to feel overwhelmed, even though the people sending the emails don't really want me to feel overwhelmed. Yeah. So when I took an afternoon nap, I could prioritize the work better and also give my wonderful coworker an opportunity to do something. <laughs> so it kind of saved my mind. And those okay. afternoon naps were wonderful. What are they called again? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you were trying to get me to say the D word, you could go nope, to hell. Nope. The D word is much later in the episode. <laughs> oh, you just mean like a power nap? You know, some know. people call them siestas. Oh, okay. did you ask me that? Because I'm Hispanic. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, um... I asked you that because I really thought that you would say siesta. <laughs> no, I just cause I just assumed you meant the horrible. So, what do you know about siestas, Marissa? Anything? They're naps, and it's a Spanish word. <laughs> right? All right. Um, did you know, Marissa, that almost... Oh, don't a lot of countries, some countries have let people go home and take siestas? Did I make that up? No. European countries, probably? Almost 60% of Spaniards, as of today never have a siesta oh just just a myth just 18% will sometimes have a midday nap according to a recent summer survey Uh, in fact the Spanish spend far more time at work than many of their counterparts in Europe according to the organization for economic cooperation and development Spaniards rack up 1691 hours at work each year while British workers do 1,674, and Germans work just 1,371 hours a year. How much do we work? They didn't talk about America. Okay. This is a BBC BBC article. Okay. Traditionally, the Spanish working day was split up into two distinct parts. People would wake up and work from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. They would stop for a two-hour break, lunch, sorry, two-hour lunch break. Uh-huh. And return to work from 4 p.m. until around 8 p.m. 
Oh, that's too much. This disjointed day came about because in post-Civil War Spain, many people worked two jobs to support their family, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. The two-hour break allowed workers, especially those in rural areas, to rest or travel uh, to the next job. That sounds horrendous, though. Then, between the 50s and the early 80s, Spain experienced an unprecedented migration from rural areas to cities, where the majority of its citizens now work. Here, few people have a siesta, but the long workday appears to have remained ingrained in the culture. Mm. Spain's evidently working hours... Wait. Spain's, Spain's evidently longer working hours do not equal more productivity, though. Instead, yeah, I heard that that never equals more productivity. Same with Korea, who has very long working hours. Instead, many Spanish businesses are afflicted by presentismo or presenteeism, which is basically what my job is also afflicted by. <laughs> presentismo is spending hours, hours more than you really need to at work in order to seem more serious and committed to your organization. <laughs> fucking moron i hate everyone in this world <laughs> but i remember not my direct supervisor but one of his supervisors once saying you don't have to be good at your job here Just all you need here? to do is be seen because that reminds people that you're part of the community <laughs> moron. anyway uh presentismo the explanation was uh given by Mark Grau, a research fellow at the Harvard Kennedy School and an expert in work-life balance. It is um, one, I don't... Who? That sounds intolerable to be an expert yeah. on that, actually. And two, <laughs> I... For no real reason. Actually, no. Work-related. I started this afternoon in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. This is making it worse. It is particularly prevalent in Spain due to the old mentality in traditional companies of more hours equals more work and long working hours because of the long lunch break in many companies. So it's almost like you still think of taking this long lunch break, but if you don't have the time to go home, then you just stay... Like, I kind of do this for lunch now. I do have the time to go home, (laughs) make a whole lunch, eat it, and kind of sit for 10 minutes and then go back to work. But I don't. I just stay in my office. (laughs) Well, we actually, we, since we started working from home half of the time, we, uh, we don't have lunch breaks, but we still just go and get food. Yeah. But it just doesn't count as a lunch break and it's beautiful. Why the fuck do we have, like, we can, I don't know. It's just like people, sometimes it's frowned upon in some jobs to take a lunch break, which is fucking psychotic. So if that's the case, you shouldn't even build it in your schedule. But yeah, anyway. Um, Last year, <laughs> well, they sent an email out this year to say that unlike last year, if there's a snow day, you don't have to work from home. Unlike, oh, last year you did need to work from home? Yeah, because now you're expected to actually show up to work. And oh, so, okay. as again, with this old mentality of if you show up to work after you have spent, you know, I'm not talking about me, but like you spend hours cleaning out off your driveway and your car and everything like that. You dangerously drive into work and now you show up in your office. It's like, well, you're going to be super productive today. (laughs) Anyway, 
as a Spaniard, I've always known that the siesta is an important part of our culture, says Santi Perez Olano, senior marketing manager at Hotels.com. There are countless studies that show around 20 to 30 minutes of daytime sleep can contribute to a decrease in fatigue and an increase in concentration. If the siesta can help improve productivity, perhaps it should be redesigned for modern life. I mean, I agree, but it's not going to happen. It's not all about productivity either. It's about heat. Following the geographical distribution of the modern siesta are warm temperatures and heavy intake of food at the midday meal. So, if you combine the factors of eating a lot (laughs) and it being hot outside, you end up just feeling really tired after lunch. (laughs) In many countries... In many countries, lunch is the the big meal of the day. And so, you know, you might want to take a bit of a nap afterwards. Uh, the summer that, heat, that sounds like a horrible idea if you're working to eat a huge meal in the middle. Well, the idea would be that you kind of have a break in between. So you go home, you eat a big meal, you take a nap, and then you go back to work. Oh, yeah. I mean, and if then, you have the time for the nap. But if you don't have the time for the nap, you might as well right, kill yourself. Right, yeah. Well, that's, that's a little much, but... <laughs> Uh, In Japan, there is the practice of inemory, which means being present while asleep. The practice Uh, of inemory took off in the post-war economic boom of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, in which Japan experienced massive growth. Life was good. People had jobs. People had money to spend on leisure, many for the first time. However, this also meant that people were very busy. Uh, There was money to be made and fun to be had, and no one wanted to sleep away their opportunities. Hashtag FOMO. Yeah. As a consequence of this, Japan was a very sleep-deprived country. This burst in memory as people started to nap whenever they had a spare moment to catch up on sleep. No one looks down on this practice. Instead, in memory is viewed as an indication that the sleeper is so dedicated to their work that they are momentarily exhausted and worthy of rest. Why does anyone need to seem dedicated to your work? Be dedicated to your fucking child. Be dedicated to your wife. Be dedicated to anything else, you loser. <laughs> well, dating back to the 60s, memory is still very much part of Japanese culture and something which could change the way that we view sleep in the West. memory proves that you don't have to be sleep-deprived to work hard and be successful. It is natural to nap to boost your performance during the day, and this shouldn't be a shameful activity. There is but- definitely a lesson to be learned. <laughs> Aren't the Japanese still generally incredibly sleep deprived? Like oh, they're probably, like, yeah, yeah. There are businessmen that are like known to like fall asleep on the streets because they're expected to drink all night after that's, they go to work. That's actually what this is. But like this, uh, contributing to it is the reliance on the public transportation system, and like you described, um, sometimes you're out so late there is no public transportation running, and so yeah. you literally have to just sleep where you're at. Uh, until the yeah, we definitely start don't need again. that here because someone would kill us because we don't live in Japan. Well, that was the other contribu- contributing factor that Japan is ev- evidently one of the safest countries in the world. Yeah. And so um, that is why you can see tons of videos of people sleeping on trains, people sleeping on floors, people sleeping in libraries and classrooms. <laughs> Girls don't sleep anywhere public. No. <laughs> Men probably too, but especially girls. <laughs> In Italy, a reposo usually starts around 12.30 or 1.30 p.m. and ends anywhere from 2 to 4.30. 
Italians have a more segmented schedule that includes a special time of day known as the Reposo. The Reposo is essentially the Italian equivalent of a siesta, uh, a midday break where shops close and workers go home to have a long lunch or even take a refreshing nap before heading back to finish their day. That's nice. I found this on a website uh, for students who are studying abroad in Italy because they were like, don't save your, like traditionally in America, you know, like you could take a slow morning and then go out to do your errands in the afternoon. This place was like, don't do that because the places are just not going to be open. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, And then, of course, there's the one that you and I would certainly love to have. Uh, in Bali, there is a culturally learned phenomenon called fear sleep. When faced with a stressful situation, the mind is conditioned to fall into a meditative deep sleep. That's, first of all, that's terrifying, but amazing. And I couldn't find the pictures, but uh, in the article that I was reading about this, um, they talked about how they had three pictures of a, a, a Belize person who had just committed a crime. And he Mm -hmm. was caught. And in the first one, he seems semi-alert. And then in the second one, he sort of slumps over a little bit. And in the third one, he's out cold. (laughs) This is, I don't, wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. Stop bragging with your wine. (laughs) So, real quick, the estimated um, cost of sleep deprivation by company um, this is just something that kind of came up as I was looking. Uh, the U.S. loses 1.2 million working days a year, costing $411 billion or 2.28% of the gross domestic profit. Yeah, that sounds about right. Japan loses 600 hours uh, or working days a year, costing $138 billion. The U.K. loses 200,000 working days per year, costing 40 billion euros. Now, at the time, this was pounds, excuse me. Um, And Germany also loses 200,000 working days a year, which costs them $60 billion. Ooh, okay. Canada loses 80,000. They only lose $20 billion to sleep deprivation. Okay. According to this study, the healthy daily sleep range is between seven and nine hours per night. So if you got. In Canada or in the. Where? For all of those countries, if you so if you were getting less than seven hours, then you were sort of part of the statistics for that study. God, I get seven hours, and I'm still full of anger and rage and headaches, and I feel like I want to die. I'm sorry, guys. I keep mentioning death. I don't take death lightly. It just comes out of my mouth easily. Pete, how many hours do you think you get? I um, wake up at like six. And oftentimes I try to go to bed at like 10. So I think that's 8. Wow, you're so responsible. Yeah. Sometimes I go to bed at 10, though, and I'm like listening to a podcast or I'm reading. uh, So, you know. Gotcha. Okay. But, Marissa, naps are not only for the workers. There are naps for kitties, too. I'm just kidding. A cat nap or a power nap is a short sleep that terminates before deep sleep. A power nap is intended to quickly revitalize the sleeper. Cornell University social psychologist James Maas coined the term, the power nap is meant to maximize the benefits of sleep versus time. It is used to supplement normal sleep, especially when a sleeper has accumulated a sleep deficit. I don't know. Power naps just make me more angry. (laughs) 
they don't help. They're like, oh. Despite what this says, the power nap is meant to maximize the sleep benefits. It's used to supplement normal sleep, especially when a sleeper has accumulated a sleep deficit. It is true that you cannot, air quote, catch up on sleep. Yeah, I was going to so, say that. You know, you might feel more tired, and that's why you need to take a power nap, but you're not kind of making up for anything. Yeah, don't waste your time, bitch. Various durations are recommended for power naps, which are very short compared to their regular sleep. The short duration of a power nap is designed to prevent nappers from entering SWS, which is essentially deep sleep. Mm. Depending on duration and intensity, wakings out of SWS result in sleep inertia, a phenomenon associated with grogginess, disorientation, and even more fatigue than a prior napping. Yeah, that's how I feel when I take a whatever. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say a whatever. I forgot what the names of each type of nap was. (laughs) (laughs) Since sleep is the most effective and beneficial recovery method from fatigue, experts recommend considering duration versus risk of entering SWS. So, Marissa, either you take a nap and you immediately fall into deep sleep, or you're sleeping just a little too long. I bet it's very likely... Can you fall straight into deep sleep? Because sometimes I like even feel like I'm dreaming and I will I sometimes secret sometimes when I wake up for work but I know no one's like logging in yet I set my snooze for every 12 minutes and take like 12 minute power naps but like I wake up disoriented from a 12 minute nap is that like shouldn't I feel Hmm. empowered I feel not empowered (laughs) (laughs) I always feel like groggy sometimes I'll have dreamt it and I feel disoriented don't worry Marissa I got something for you Okay. a power nap combined with caffeine is called a stimulant nap coffee nap or a (laughs) nappuccino oh I thought that was a what is a disco nap then caffeine in coffee takes about half an hour to have an alerting effect hence a short under 15 minute nap would not be compromised if it's taken immediately after the coffee. Okay. One account suggested that it was like a double shot of energy from the stimulating boost of caffeine plus better alertness from napping. The procedure has been studied on sleep-deprived humans given the task of driving a motor vehicle afterwards. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. you can take a stimulant nap, Marissa. Yeah. Well, but, drink the coffee, then go right to sleep. But I need to warn you, you have to, um, you got to like pound that coffee because you got to go to sleep right after. So if you start, like, it takes me a long time to drink a cup of coffee. Uh, So long that my mom pours it down the drain when I'm at home because she doesn't know that I'm still (laughs) drinking. (laughs) But I um, would say if I had those tiny cups full of espresso, that would make sense. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I'm sorry, do you hear that? My neighbor always leaves and it's so... Wait, is that someone knocking on my door? Can you wait a second? <laughs> it sounds like I'll it. Be back. We're going to record all this. Hey, uh, hi, buddy. Yes. Uh, we're next door. Uh, you got a package. Oh, okay. And so, I'm assuming you're Marissa? Yeah, I am. Oh, I was wondering where this was so long ago. Okay, did, was this today or was this a couple days ago? I, I don't know. My wife is... Thank you. 
She doesn't forget that we're we're doing a podcast. Okay. Hello. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a little awkward. I was going to make a comment how they were knocking on their door so loud. I thought it was my door, and then it was my door, <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was weird. Okay, I'm back. Next up, Marissa, is your favorite the D word, the disco nap. What does that mean? I don't remember what it means. All I know is guys, the guy I was dating. I do not call in my boyfriend. <laughs> it's important that you know that. <laughs> used to say that word a lot and fill me with rage. Whenever I hear disco nap, I wonder what that guy's up to. <laughs> if you're thinking, is that me? Probably is. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a classic nap strategy that comes from the days of the Bee Gees and Donna Summer. <laughs> when you're planning a late night, take a 90-minute nap before you head out for the evening. This, uh, I'm sorry, you can combine this rest with the nap-a-latte for an even greater energy boost. Um, I guess I took this from a website that sold nap-a-lattes. <laughs> Ew! This is an so- effective way to give yourself the stamina and energy for an evening of celebration that you know is going to run late into the night or early morning. But how, do you, how does nap-a-lattes differ from lattes? Uh, I don't know. It does, it does it. I, okay. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> okay. In researching, Napa Latte was trademarked in an article, and so that led me to believe that it was a product, but it was actually just a trademarked marketing phrase, uh, which belonged to Mindworks, Inc. in Virginia Beach, Florida. The trademark has been abandoned since 2014. So, there's a couple of important caveats, Marissa, to a disco nap. First, this is a special occasion nap. A lifestyle that makes the disco nap a regular habit isn't good for your sleep or your health. Okay. Two, get up at your regular time the next morning. Yes, even if you stayed up till sunrise, your day will feel long and sleepy, but you'll be ever so ready for sleep to come at nighttime, and you'll keep your sleep schedule intact. Absolutely not. I went to sleep at 4 no, a.m., 4 a.m., twice this past weekend, and I slept till 1 o'clock. I would refuse to have it any other way. <laughs> um, several studies, I'm transitioning to a new one now. Several studies have shown that between 65 to 90% of adult patients with major depression have experienced sleep dysfunction in some form. One example is by napping for long periods on a daily basis, a practice also referred to as a depression nap oh god i was gonna say that like a joke like as if they were so lazy and they were so lazy <laughs> have a, like a like a no there's gotta be a, like a, a sad, sad nap, nap. Better, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> according to alex oh dimitriou md a psychiatrist and sleep medicine specialist and founder of menlo park psychiatric and sleep medicine in menlo park california Depression naps refer to taking a nap when you're feeling low, in an effort to boost your mood, but it might not necessarily indicate a serious problem. 
It is important to realize there is a very big difference between feeling tired, sleepy, sad, and depressed, Dr. Demetrio says. A lot of times it can be hard to know your feelings, and too often, in my work, people with fatigue end up thinking that they're depressed. Depression napping, life. <laughs> depression napping and depression sleeping are not clinical terms. Jennifer Martin, PhD, she said hypersomnia, which is excessive daytime sleeping, occurs in a subset of depressed patients. It could be that the depression itself has a different underlying biology. Hypersomnia is more common, for example, in patients with seasonal versus non-seasonal depression. Did you know there was <laughs> such a thing as seasonal and non-seasonal depression i mean i knew there was seasonal affective disorder but wait so is just seasonal depression regular depression i mean I I'm sorry, is non-seasonal think... depression regular depression i think so yeah okay. so what kind of naps am i taking marissa you are taking um i don't know if don't you sleep for like two hours after work what does that equal uh, usually an hour now. Okay, but that's not short enough to be a power. Shit. That's not short enough to be a power nap. I think I take a repo- reposo. Because <laughs> a reposo, Sorry. I believe, means like a retreat. <laughs> okay, oh no, I like that. it means rest. That's I was right. trying to make a play. The reason I laugh, I was trying to make a play on words because you like Winnie the Pooh and you almost said Rapuzu, and I was going to somehow like try to, and then I was like, no, that's going to be really bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's a little bit about nap culture, guys. But um, it's not as cool as I wanted it to be. I mean, I learned things from it. Yeah, I definitely learned some stuff. But I learned that yet again, Europe is better than us in a lot of ways. Yeah. But, you know, like, I wanted to see, like, a celebrity ambassador for naps and things like that. Mm, who would you think would be one? Hmm. I was going to say Philip Seymour Hoffman, but he's Is taking he... a long nap. <laughs> it just depends on the... Never mind. Hmm. Um... DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm DJ Khaled, and I like taking naps. Oh, that's a good uh, DJ Khaled impression. <laughs> I would say... Jay-Z. Um, what? Because he always sounds groggy anyway. Jay-Z. Jay Khaled, I thought he existed. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's that girl? Um, D- Dakota Johnson, because she looks like she is a nap <laughs> in human form. I'd be good with that. And that's the celebrity level that I'm looking for, too. Oh, yeah, totally not like good. It's not going to be like a fucking J-Lo. Yeah. No, totally Dakota Johnson. It's like when um, Jennifer Esposito was like an ambassador for celiac disease, and I'm like... Who's that? I forgot who that is. I'm like, that's the perfect level of fame <laughs> to be advocating for celiac disease. Who's Jennifer Esposito? I don't know what to tell you that she was in, but she was in my, she was in Blue Bloods for a while. Okay. Blue Bloods Meghan is, Markle. Oh, no, Meghan Markle is in suits, not blue blood. Okay. <laughs> She's got to do something with her time. Yeah, so, but, but, yeah, I think Dakota Johnson works well, too, because you don't really, like, see her in a ton of things, so you don't think, like, like, The Rock is obviously not going to be advocating for naps. I know. Also, might I add, busy. when you do see Dakota Johnson in things, you don't even know you do. Lost yeah. a daughter or anyone? It took me so long to realize who the fuck I was looking at. <laughs> 
And I saw her in that uh, St. Vincent movie that went up on Hulu. You don't have to watch it, guys. With the finger St. Vincent? Hmm? Yeah. And what, are they, like, in love or something? Uh, She plays her girlfriend in the movie for a period of time. Okay. It's a meta-experimental movie that I don't really... Yeah, I don't really recommend, especially to you. Okay. (laughs) So, any questions about naps, Marissa? No, but I kind of want to try the... Not the cocoa nap. What the fuck? The napa latte or whatever. The nappuccino? Yeah, the nappuccino, just to see if it works. I don't think it is, but I want to try. Yeah, I have had moments where I drink a cup of coffee and I feel sleepy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, me too. Well, so what's the explanation there? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, one common question. Nap backwards is pan. And pan, like Peter Pan, refers back to the food that I picked for the icebreaker. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> Plugs. You got anything to plug, Marissa? Um. Remember when we used to plug stuff that we did? <laughs> that was hilarious. That was before I gave up on everything. <laughs> Sometimes I go to sandwichportraits.com and I just go, shit, man, you're behind. <laughs> yeah, I look at courtship of veneer and my TikTok, see that new people are following me, and I'm like, why? <laughs> anyway, um, you go first. I wanted to plug the song Bernadette by The Four Tops. Okay, why? I just heard it today and I like it. Okay. But I also wanted to plug Naomi, the new superhero series on the CW, um, which is coming from the comic series of the same name, which I have I have over here. Um, so far, so good. It looks like a fun... The only thing, like, I really wanted you to watch this for uh, uh, Marissa Reviews the show. Okay. But... I don't think that you're going to go to the CW website and download the CW app. Just oh, so I had can... the CW app until yesterday because I was watching oh, Riverdale. what I'm going to plug. Yeah. Rivervale. get it if you want me to do it. Yeah. Um, so it's a fun show. There is one big thing that kind of bugs me about it, but I don't want to say anything if Marissa's going to watch it. So maybe we'll talk about that later. Do me a favor. Totally down watching it. You know, sometimes I'm forgetful. If I haven't said anything in a week, please yell at me or remind me that I'm being a failure. Uh, if you also Speaking want to... Being a doubt- failure, uh, if you have any movies that you would like to watch me... Or like to see me watch the trailer of... Did that make any sense? Then yeah. just send it over one way or another. By Marissa, by Pigeon... Uh, through the Patreon, whatever works. At 570 Thank you. We have a phone oh. number. <laughs> um, if you're downloading the CW app to watch what Pete said, uh, I will say I am not plugging Riverdale. That's important. I am plugging the Riverdale. five... Yes, I am plugging the <laughs> five-episode Rivervale arc, which is uh, an entirely, like, kind of like horror-themed Twilight zone five-episode arc where a lot of people die, a lot of blood is shed, and a lot of nonsense happens, and it's the best thing that has happened since the first season of Riverdale. Now that I'm done with all five, 
I don't know, I'm toying with picking up this series again, but even if you're like, oh, it jumped the shark, like, the five episodes are ridiculous, but, like, in a good way, I recommend not, you try. they're not canon, right? Anybody who no. died? No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're not. I don't, I, mm, it's possible something could, like, have some sort of lasting effect, but basically people keep getting resurrected and stuff. Because mm-hmm. Sabrina's there. Like, yeah, very, very briefly, but... Oh. Really? They made her sound like, or they, the the commercial made her seem like yeah. she was like the big draw. Exactly. She was there for like 30 seconds. Uh, or like a minute. Uh, RG got his heart ripped out and then shot in the head by Betty. That's all I'll say. It's very, real good. About time. <laughs> am I right? No, you said it. I can't say am I right when someone else says <laughs> Are you right? <laughs> <laughs> Guys... Um, give us a call five seven zero five one one. If you want us to review a trailer, a movie, I mean, or a show, if you're in our Patreon, uh, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, just like if you have any uh, show ideas, let let us know for this for this new year. Also, um, kicking around an idea, but I don't think I can do it this weekend. Okay. Because I have to work. What? Oh, okay. that's disgusting. You're disgusting. Since we had two successful watch alongs, I think we should do Annette. Wait. Oh, we did. Oh, Annette. What's Annette? Do I know what that is? Annette's the Amazon musical. Oh, yeah. With a yeah. baby. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> totally. So if, uh, if you're a patron, maybe we'll send you guys the link. Yeah, if you want to watch it with us on Zoom. And, like, in no um, respectful way whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, please don't come with any expectations <laughs> that we will be respectful. <laughs> Shh, I'm trying to watch the movie streaming and then restreaming through Zoom, okay? <laughs> I don't want to compromise the integrity. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm out this weekend, but any time after that, let me know. We'll do. I'm not any time after that. Yep. I'm not never. 2028, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, guys, be safe. Be beautiful. Be you. Cover girl. Bye. Bye. Yeah, hi. Hi.